0: What is up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com, coming to you from the land of no internet. I have not had internet since, like, Thursday night, guys. It is driving me insane. Um, I've got work to do, and uh, I just can't get anything done. (laughs) So uh, it's just me and uh, Beckett hanging out here in the morning, and uh, it's Sunday morning. Uh, We've decided to keep him out of uh, church until flu season's over, so... uh, just me and him hanging out while uh, while mom and Atticus are are uh, at church for the morning. So I thought this would be a great time to do a podcast, especially since I'm not on the phone with tech support or anything like that. Um, it's been kind of a strange deal just to you know catch you all up a little bit. Um, not only did I have problems with my Xfinity internet, but I also had problems with my T-Mobile internet. Uh, it's been very sporadic. So like when I haven't had internet, it's been basically not just like for my computer for work, but also uh, because I work out of my house, um, but also my cell phone has been really spotty. And so it's just been kind of a uh, uh, perfect storm, so to speak. And when I say perfect, it's like, you know, nightmare. So (laughs) we'll we'll see what happens. So hopefully it'll uh, resolve itself very soon. But um, in the meantime, I've been able to do some uh, some thinking and um, and that sort of thing of uh, of baseball cards. I've also been able to clean my office, which has been like sorely needed for a while. Uh, to do that, hang on a second. Guys. hey Beckett, here, take this. All right, you're probably gonna hear me talk to Beckett from time to time through this, but um, anyway, so yeah, guys, like my office is like a disaster. You know, like I I have too many collections going on. I've got like, you know, the baseball cards, the comics, the Transformers and, you know, creating art pieces like cards and uh, you know, the materials to do it. All this stuff is like just really kind of clogged up my entire office. So, uh I wanted to also by the way like uncut sheets of like proofs and prototypes of cards I've cut up a little bit to get ready to sell, and uh, so finally I was able to kind of you know put some time to it since I had some time, um, as well as my wood cuts and everything also, and in doing so, uh, it's been kind of therapeutic for me to clean the office as cleaning normally is, and also think about what I really want to keep, so I think I'm going to, uh, as far as, um, here, back it, hang on, let's try this, here, here's a ball, okay. Uh, So what I've been thinking about is as far as woodcuts go, I've got probably 30 of them. I think I'm going to just keep uh, three or four of them maybe and have them framed, put them on the walls. Uh, You know, I just, I don't want to become a pack rat. My my dad was a huge pack rat. Like he saved everything, like gum wrappers and everything. (laughs) My mom was like exact opposite. Like she wanted to get rid of everything that we had. So Holly and I are actually kind of similar to that. And aside from the fact that I'm really not a pack rat, it's just you know my office doesn't really tell that story. <laughs> so we need to we need to uh, stop that. So uh, in the closet of my office, I've got all kinds of like these uh, um, mess ups of customs I've done over the past like five six years. So I'm finally getting through pairing that down and you know, throwing away all the junk that's not needed. Um, and yeah, so it's been good. It's, uh, one other thing that was kind of fun is while you're not like consuming content on the internet and looking at what the next new card, uh, is for your collection. Uh, one thing that you're able to do is really kind of look at your collection and see what you really enjoy. And I know I've been harping on this for about a month or so, but Um, you know, it's been fun to look and see what I really, really want to keep. And in doing so, I've kind of uncovered this one interesting, I don't know if you want to call it a metric of, uh, you know, what position you might be uh, in terms of, of collecting. There's always like, if you collect a player or a team or something, there's always like this desire for everybody to be like number one, right? I've tried hard not to... Yeah, think of it that way. But I did have an interesting conversation with somebody a uh, number of days ago last week. Um, you know, he he's like a really big uh, Frank Thomas collector. And he said, you know, look, I'm, I uh, uh, said, you know, Tanner, I, I think with all the stuff I have, I think I'm pretty solidly sure that I'm number three, the third biggest Frank Thomas collector in like the world I'm like oh okay wow that's great that's this very impressive the problem is it's like that's completely totally and wholly unsubstantiated and probably just wrong so uh i know his collection fairly well um you know so you might think he'd have a boatload of one of ones and rare 90s and that sort of thing he doesn't he doesn't really have any of them so uh and i know some frank thomas guys that have tens of tens of thousands of dollars into their collections. And so probably he's not third <laughs> in, uh, in uh, you know, the, his uh, position of being a Frank Thomas collector. And that's fine. It's okay. You know, because, again, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be someone that's got more money than you out there. Always going to be somebody out there that's got more time than you uh, to devote to this hobby. And more connections and yada yada yada. That's just how it goes, uh, you know. So for me, I was kind of that guy <laughs> for Kinsaco collectors, <laughs> but uh, you know that's that's long gone now. That was been that's a couple years ago. And I've always thought in the back of my mind though, like, okay, I've got all these really cool cards. What place am I now? Not again. Not that it matters because it, it doesn't. I in fact I could easily easily tell you at least five people. That have like way more autographs, uh, way more you know game used cards, and so on and so forth. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to pause this right here because I want to look up some some statistics for you. So hold tight one second. Okay, I'm back. I had to look up a, a few statistics from my uh, exit interview. I'm retiring from Jose Canseco baseball card collecting or super collecting uh, from a couple years ago, um, and so the. The statistics I want to look up is I, I couldn't remember how many game used and autographed Kinseco cards I had, and I couldn't remember how many one of ones I had. So it looked like, based upon my article, I had over 230 one of one uh, Jose Kinseco baseball cards and a total number of different autographed and game used cards were over 1,000 Kinseiko cards. Guys, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, that's crazy. That's insane. So, like, and let me tell you something. I've got probably, oh, I don't know. If I had over 230 one-of-ones back then, I think I've got probably 230 or so, like, "Quote unquote special cards right now, and so we're talking one of one. Some of them could be out of fifty. Some of them could be just regular refractors. <laughs> so clearly, I am way, 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 way far from where I was in that metric. Now, let me tell you what I think is is pretty significant and interesting that I, that I came to think about. Uh, you know, last night actually, I think last night or two nights ago, uh, my question to myself was." Okay, if, if I were to hypothetically speaking place myself on the scale of like where I am, you know, with Conseco cards, well, you know, look, I'm like I said, when it comes to, to quantity, I am, you know, just not on the map. I just, you know, I'm not playing the whole quantity game. Now, when it comes to quality, though, I will not put a number on, on myself uh, in place because, first of all, I know there's at least a couple guys out there that have, uh, you know, <laughs> way, 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 way more money into their collections than I do, and you know that's perfectly fine. <laughs> but the way that I found that was interesting to think about this is, is how many, uh, how many jaw-droppingly amazing cards uh, do you have? So it's more of a quality thing for me now. Um, now, for me, when I looked at my collection, um, I saw. About 25 cards, I would probably just like, I don't know, throw up if if they left, <laughs> if they were gone. <laughs> now, when it comes to having, you know, a thousand of those game used and autograph cards, uh, when I had them like, you know, years ago, I don't know, guys, like, uh, there's probably, you know, maybe not even 10% of those that I would have cared so much about. Um, you know, when it comes to like the... The panini, leaf, tops, uh, all of those like non-special, uh, you know, jersey swatch cards that are easily obtainable. Or even the ones that are like out of fives and tens that are just nothing really special. I just don't really care a whole lot about those unless there's something that's like really amazing with them. Um, you know, one second, Beckett's, Beckett's trying to get to Katie. Katie's our dog, by the way. Hey, Beckett, take a look. Take a look. How about this? You have that instead? Don't. Attack the dog <laughs> but uh, anyway so yeah it's uh, um, it's interesting to think this way because it was kind of fun I remember uh, doing an interview with uh, tops in an article and I remember uh, spreading out all of my tops archive signature series cards and you know all of my runs of rainbows of you know tops supreme and five star and tier one and uh, museum, like they had so many of them tech, you know, (laughs) all those guys. Um, and you know, there's not really, there's nothing really entirely, uh, gratifying all that much, you know, looking back anyways, of having every single one of them, um, especially when they were all the same and there wasn't really anything special to do with the, with the one of one as it was, because there's plenty of one of ones out there that have plain bat pieces or just a signature and You know, look, they're obviously special. They're one of ones. But for me, they're not really cards that I'd be like, no, oh no, I I can't get rid of this card. (laughs) So in fact, like I run across one of ones from time to time now that I trade for cards that are like uh, sometimes out of, you know, 10, 25, and 50 um, just because I like those better. Um, And, you know, because they might look a little more special or something. So it's kind of funny how little the... Uh, the, the serial number, um, uh, how, how much I, how little I think of the serial number nowadays. Um, obviously one of one is King, you know, you, everybody loves one of ones, but man, I don't know. There's something about having a special, uh, relic inside the card or something, you know, and I remember on blowout forum, somebody asked, you know, what, uh, what's more, uh, What's more interesting to you? What's more appealing, a superfractor or a uh, a platinum? I think is what it's called. So, um, and for those of you that don't know, if I remember correctly, I think a Tops Platinum card is really just kind of like a silver, maybe a little metal fleck in the uh, um, in the border, uh, and it's but it's basically just a base card. Yeah, you sticking your tongue out of me, boy? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, and uh, you know, so I've had one of them before, and I think I don't remember. It's been a while, but uh, I just remember going, "eh, I'm not really a big fan of those." However, superfractors are cool. I love superfractors. There's something about them—the look, the feel of them, the the name superfractor. It's like top dog in the name itself, and everything, of course. So for me personally, like I really really like super fractors way more than the platinum Uh, thing is, is if I remember correctly, like you can check the poll and I could be wrong. I feel like uh, there was like maybe 40% of people that enjoyed the platinums more. I don't, I don't know which is wild to me. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but anyways, going back to my original point, um, uh, you know, looking at a collection at a whole as a whole, um I was in in a mindset for a long time of quantity is you know one of the most important things it's quantity it's what you have um, how many you have that are that are uh, you know different and truly, it is very impressive when you have somebody that's got all kinds of rainbows and different variations and errors and proofs and that sort of thing. I love that stuff, but uh as an observer, not necessarily as a collector. Uh, from a collector standpoint, I am seriously, seriously um, putting way more weight into uh, you know special cards. So, as an example, let's say I have a um, because I do um, a 1999 Upper Deck Legends uh, one of one. The the or not not Legends, but Victory beautiful card. The card is just amazing. Now, uh, on the open market, what'll it get? Yeah. $700, maybe something like that. I don't know. I mean, it's, it really depends on who's bidding and you know, this, that, and the other, and it could get more. I just don't know. Just, you know, I'm throwing out that number, $700. Uh, it's a nineties. It's one of one is missing the serial number. We're not sure if that's because it's a, uh, uh, you know, a. An archive copy or if not all of them uh, were serial numbered I don't know but in any event beautiful card the odds are this card will never be seen anywhere else aside from in my collection so um, now if I were given the choice of having that one card versus let's say you know $2,000 worth $2,500 worth $3,000 worth of you know just regular autographs of canseco and um game use cards that were fairly readily available even some fives and tens or maybe even one ones that didn't really matter a whole lot i wouldn't want it because you could always get that stuff it's just a it's just a function of money right (laughs) that's all there really is to it um now when it comes to like a special 90s one of one like that uh that's so beautiful um you know, when that card's gone, it's gone. <laughs> so you know you can't do anything about it. Um, so that's kind of the way that I've seen it. Seen it nowadays. So that one card, you know, might be the equivalent of, you know, three hundred different autographs to me, all of all serial numbers, or uh, which is kind of crazy because you think of it as just one card in your hand, but uh, when it comes down to when it comes down to it, at the end of the day. You know, you're simply not going to be able to see that card anywhere else, unless there is a num- another one out there that's serial numbered one of one, which there might be, but the odds are we'll probably not ever see it. So, there's actually a number of cards uh, in my collection personally that I really like, even probably more than that card. Um, and so, it's those types of cards that I would like to keep adding into my collection. Um, you know, cards that not necessarily just for the sake of them being rare as much as it is cards that are rare for sure but beautiful and meaningful so those are the ones i want to have in my collection i've kind of come to a point where i'm actually feeling oddly satisfied with what i have there's a few others i would target to get um that are not impossible um you know so i would like a nameplate i like a yeah maybe a crusade red or something, but I've got the Gr- crusade green uh executive sample uh that's way rare, so you know I'll survive if I don't get one of those, and you know, so I just feel really, really satisfied it's fun it's not there's no more of this feeling of compulsion whenever Uh, You know, we've got the the wave of 2020 cards coming out, which, by the way, guys, like Topps did it again. They did another reprint of the 86 Topps Trey Kinseco card. (laughs) I don't know what it is, y'all. But like, I have a feeling that it's got to be probably, I think that dang card has been reprinted or bought back in one way or another, like at least five years in a row now. (laughs) I don't know what it is. And so I'm not sure what y'all think about that. Um, I don't know what I think about it either because I don't care about getting all of them anymore. But uh, it's just kind of a weird, strange thing to me, I guess. Um, I'll probably pick up a, a bass version of it just for my bass run. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's, it's almost like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Why are you doing that again? Um, but uh, anyway, so I, I used to have like this horrible like... Uh, not horrible, but just like stress. Like it was on. A, I was on a treadmill. You know, like okay, got to get them all. Hashtag got to get them all. What's the, uh, what's the checklist? Where's the print? Uh, where's the printed checklist out there? How many times is Canseco in this new product? Oh no, it's a, it's a Panini product, and there's seven different Kinsecos in there, and there's got like six versions of each one of them, and you know, got to get them all. And so I'm just not that way anymore, uh, which is great. I can look and I'm, I'm happy if Kinsego's in some of them, but I don't care if he's not. You know, I take a look and if uh, if there's like a regular base autograph, uh, and like let's say Topps comes out with something where there's just all kinds of different versions of it, but there's not anything special with them. If it's just like a plain jersey piece or a plain bat piece, even on the one of ones. Um, I'm just not going to care. I just don't care anymore <laughs> about those. Um, I, I can admire them. I can appreciate them. But other than that, unless like one of them just really, you know, just does something for me just by the design or something and the price is right. I'm just not going to really care a whole lot about them these days, man, this kid, he, uh, he can't crawl yet. He's He's just figuring it out, but uh, (laughs) I've got this mat out for him on the ground, and he's just uh, he's wiggling around, and you know it's it's funny. He doesn't want to be read books; he wants to eat the books. But uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, maybe I should give him some uh, 1990 Donner's cards to snack on now. But anyway, so yeah, like when it comes to a lot of the new releases, for the most part, I'm probably not going to care a whole lot of, uh, of them, aside from just. Appreciating what they look like, and you know, that sort of thing. Of course, I'll pick up the base cards of them. I've got a number of 2019 cards that are based, that I still need to pick up, but again, there's no urgency. It's just, you know, next time I find something on C that I want, I'll just grab the base cards and you know, check out probably. Um, but anyway, so yeah, um, another thing I've been thinking about is, uh, you know, first of all, the uh, you know, I've been talking about for the past. Month or so, how I've been, um, uh, you know, trimming down my vintage collection, and that's been going along nicely. I, I haven't really had any sellers' remorse. Um, what's wrong? That book not tasting good to you? <laughs> um, I haven't had any sellers' remorse, uh, which you know I've been really good at, at trying to sell these cards for. You know what I want to get out of them, and I've been patient and. It's been good so far. I still have a few left. Um, maybe like oh I don't know, five or six cards left that I like sell. But you know, again, like here's another thing. Like, as I've had no internet this last these last several days, I've looked at these cards again and I've thought, okay, um, what do I really, really, really love? And in many ways, I'm kind of following in the footsteps of what I did with uh my Kinseco collection. Aside from the fact of buying them back, like guys, I haven't bought a vintage card, oh, in months. I just haven't. What's wrong, kiddo? What's wrong? What are you doing? We've got a, a teether for him. That's a Nintendo controller, which is my favorite. So he likes that too. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's uh, so what I've been doing is I've been looking at my vintage again. I think I've got about twenty-five cards. Maybe 30 cards that I'm I'm, uh, playing on keeping. But that question creeps in my mind. Like, what if there's like a top 15? What would my top 15 be? And would I put that other money um, from the others in like say a Cracker Jack, Ty Cobb? And if I do, will I be more satisfied with that? So I don't know, guys. This is what I love about collecting. I just enjoy so much being able to restructure Buying, like doing the research, the whole thing, uh, the research to make sure you buy right, the purchase, the enjoyment, the consideration of trading away or selling to you know get something else or not, um, displaying them. I mean, I just love all this stuff so much. It's so fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and you know what? It's kind of funny. Like my all of my thoughts might change completely next month. Like I might get on this podcast again. In a week or you know, tomorrow, I don't know, <laughs> and say, oh, guys, I'm, I'm done with this whole thing. I'm going to sell everything and I'm going to um, get hardcore into just like Mike Trout or something or Jose Altuve because his prices are all down because of, uh, you know, all the scandal stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see myself doing that at all uh, because really I, I find myself, again, oddly very satisfied with where I'm at with the vintage stuff, too. Um, I would like a few others. Um, Like I said, the Cracker Jack, Ty Cobb, and maybe Julius Joe Jackson. Um, Not really sure just yet, but uh, if I do, I'll definitely probably have to move um, some other uh, cards before I did anything like that. But that would be fun. It would be fun to have those. I I love those cards. So, anyways. uh, So, yeah, I mean, I guess this is, I'll wrap it up now. It's been about 25 minutes of me rambling, and, you know, I know there's not really a, a topic on this one. It's just mainly I've been you know kind of going stir crazy not you know being able to join in with everybody in the in the hobby community um because i haven't really had you know good internet access so just wanted to kind of <laughs> kind of spout out some of my thoughts for the uh for the last several days and you know hope this has kind of been a little entertaining or at least some uh background noise for you to pass the time if you're doing something mundane but um Anyway, so, yeah, thanks, guys. I, I appreciate you all listening. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your Sunday. And, uh, you know, please definitely uh, like, subscribe, and share this podcast. I want more people to hear about it. Um, as you know, it's not really a regular podcast. It's literally just me getting on my phone, rambling, recording, and uploading or whatever, but, uh, or posting it live. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, you all are still listening. So, <laughs> I, I thank you so much for that. I hope you all have a fantastic day.